May we remind you that for the convenience of those patrons who prefer not to smoke, seating areas on the right-hand side of this auditorium have been designated as no smoking areas. Your cooperation is appreciated. Retro Ordinaire. My name is Jason Chong. I uh, was born in 1980 and you're uh, Scott. <laughs> I am Scott John and I was born in 1977, the yes. elder statesman of the show. Yes, so that makes us very old and uh, wanting to reminisce about times where we were cool. Yeah, so we thought we'd dig through relics from yesteryear that for whatever reason, have been forgotten. Yeah, I think There's we're about a good to find reason. out <laughs> the actual reasons. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So we, We've actually got like a, a, a Trello board, for those of you who are like a little bit of productivity software. Ooh, under the covers. Yes, with a whole bunch of different types of things that we're going to look at. So uh, we have uh, awful records, um, uh, pilots or terrible TV shows that got cancelled immediately. Uh, just terrible episodes of shows. Yeah. Um, Products that didn't work. Yes. Poor performances, especially live television. Excellent. With just terrible performances in them. Um, and then you've written here, Celebrity Poetry Accompanied by Barry White's <laughs> Love Unlimited Orchestra. Well, that's just an idea more than anything. Okay. We'll, yeah, these we'll are, see if we get to that. Okay. That won't be in today's, but um, yeah. Uh, also movies, uh, old books, old toys. Product recalls, all that kind of stuff. So Excellent. Uh, we'll pick a few things each week and um, and go through them. What's on today? Uh, today we've got a TV pilot uh, called P- Puchinski. <laughs> I'll tell you more about that You've later. said it so many times in the last couple of months. How did you stumble over it that time? I, it's, in my, it's, it's a nightmare. Okay. I was just saying to you before, I, I never want to watch... <laughs> Pachinski or hear of Pachinski again, but we'll tell you what that is yep. a bit later. A classic album from days of your Beatle Barkers. Uh, right. I don't know what that is. You'll, you'll find out. Okay. Don't worry. Uh, and also, Milky the Marvelous Milking Cow will make uh, an appearance as well. Or a, a classic toy. All right. Should we get started? <laughs> what do you call me? <laughs> should we get started? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> When you think great records from yesterday, mm. who, who do you think of? Perhaps? I mean, the Rolling Stones, they had Rolling that one Stones, album. The Pink yeah. Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yes, a classic. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, The Beatles. Crowded House. Uh, the Woofers and Tweeters Ensemble. I'm sorry, what? The, the Woofers and Tweeters Ensemble. In 1983, they put out their seminal album, <laughs> Beatle Barkers. Um, oh, Beatle Barkers is the name of the album, not the but, band. Uh, the band okay. is uh, Woofers and the Tweeters Woofers Ensemble. The Woofers and Tweeters Ensemble. Uh, Beatles, <laughs> uh, which is Beatles songs as covered by a group of barking dogs. Uh, before we get into that, though... No, now! A, a step back to the history 
of barking dogs in popular music. Okay. Before uh, the the Woofers and Tweeters ensemble in the 1950s, yes, there was a gentleman by the name Don Charles, and Don Charles um, had an album by Don Charles and the Singing Dogs. <laughs> they were uh, trailblazers in the musical canine field. So let's just have a quick oh, listen to be. their work. Okay. I have a, I have a question. Yes. Now, I don't even expect you to un- to know the answer to this. Are these different sized dogs? Like, does, does he has he bought a dog for every note that he needs? Uh I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that two guys got together, Don Charles and a record producer in Copenhagen mm-hmm. by the name Charles Wiseman. And and they, they this is the 50s, so yeah. there was no computers. Yeah, there was, so you kind of so, like, like synthesize it. Well, they spliced uh, bits of tape together of dogs barking on a reel-to-reel. Oh, uh, right. So and, this isn't a live they, thing. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure <laughs> whether they had to torture the dogs to get that sound out of them to... Yeah. You know, whether they uh, had like a xylophone set up with different dogs that they hit yeah. as the sounds came out. I'm not sure. I don't know about that bit. Okay. No, was... I, I was imagining this like on like a, you know, Tonight Show, like main yeah. stage and all these dogs lined up and he's like pointing at them and they're barking. Yeah. Pulling their testicles yeah. individually. Yeah, I'm so and, glad yeah. it's not that. Yeah, My no, mind is wrong. No, I don't believe so. So we move on from there and in mm. 19... 83. Wow, it's a long time between drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world was gifted the Beatle Barkers, uh, the world's first album of dog-driven Beatle covers. Um, So the album was a collaboration between two guys, engineer Roy Roy Nicholson and producer Gene Pearson. Uh, And the story is quite interesting. Gene Pearson has an interesting bio. Mm -hmm. He was born in Italy, raised in Australia. And Wikipedia says... This is an Australian thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Wikipedia says he was a 60s pop star in Australia and New Zealand with a string of hit singles. Um, they, they are on YouTube if mm-hmm. you're interested. Chuck in Gene Pearson. Uh, and he was also the host of an Australian TV show called Disco Box. <laughs> Bring it back in memory. Hi there and welcome to Disco Box. My name's Gene and I want you to push back your tables and chairs as we get into a little disco fever. We're going to bring back the fun and dancing and entertain you with a whole heap of your favourite disco records. And to get you moving, here's Angie, Donna and Peter doing it with Yankee Doodle Dandy. (laughs) So that's Gene. Do you want to hear a bit more of Disco version of Yankee Doodle no. Daddy? No. Oh, no, okay, a little bit. Sounds like a Trump rally, doesn't it? So there we go. The Australian accent in those in the 70s was so, so different to what it is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the TV, no less. On the TV, no less. Uh, okay, so uh, by the late 70s, Gene uh, had become a promoter and artist manager and apparently was instrumental in getting Sherbet off the ground, Daryl Braithwaite right. and Sherbet, and booking bands like Air Supply, and ACDC, and hopefully he never got that booking mixed up or he would have had his head beaten in, I assume. 
so Jade Pearson then managed Johnny O'Keefe for a while, oh and he assisted in excess early in their career. Uh, early in their career. Wow. Impressive and he's like, guy. well, I've done all that. What's next for me? <laughs> What's next? How can I climb this mountain even higher? <laughs> so in the early 80s, Jade Pearson had moved into record production and had his own label, Laser Records. And he met up with a gentleman by the name Roy Nicholson. Mm-hmm. I don't know much. There's not much online about Roy Nicholson, but I can tell you in 1982, he co-wrote a song called I Eat Cannibals by Toto Corelli. Oh, I think I remember this. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yes. When was that? 1982? Uh, 1982. I wow. Eat Cannibals, which uh, was a, a hit in Australia and the UK. Only got to 66 in the US, though, uh, where they were renamed Total Coelho, as to avoid confusion with the American group Toto. Because, mm. you know, quite confusing. Um, I couldn't find much. <laughs> uh, there's not much online about Toto Coelho, uh, but I did find this comment from a user on rateyourmusic.com. Uh, it says, I used to work with Anita from Toto Corella. She was one of the cleaners. So that's all I can find. <laughs> Anita from yeah. Toto Corella. Yeah. I wonder if she used to go into the bathroom and say, I clean cubicles <laughs> with strong chemicals. It brings out a nasty rash on me. <laughs> on I clean <laughs> cubicles. <laughs> on my genitals. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, after that, Gene, uh, Gene Pearson tells the story. There's an interview uh, on, on a website called Cyclic Defrost. And he says, I remember one night we might have been somewhere in Auckland and uh, we were in a cloud of smoke that night. Uh, and I do remember dogs barking and wolves howling as we were up in the mountains <laughs> and we were playing Beatles records. And I thought, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> and Beatle Barkers <laughs> came. All right, you've teased us long enough. I want to. I want to hear some. Pearson returned to Sydney, and he asked Nicholson. <laughs> so, are you interested? Keep me hanging are, on. You, are you interested in the rest of this story, or do you want me to just get to the music? I do want to hear I, the okay, story. Okay, so Pearson returned to Sydney, and uh, he asked uh, uh, Nicholson if he could do some Beatles songs sung by dogs. So uh, Nicholson. <laughs> Had uh, he had one of the e- early synthesizers called an emu emulator, and an emu emulator. He needed a puppy <laughs> emulator. It sounded like, uh, uh, and uh, so he asked him if he could get, if he could sort of put together the sound of dogs and and create uh, uh, this Beatles record. So they got a dog in for a session. They, they invited <laughs> a dog into the studio, and I don't know how they got the notes out of the dog, but they managed. Yeah. Somehow. It's better not to ask. Sometimes. It's better not to ask. I don't know what technology was used. Uh, but they, the dog couldn't hit all of the high notes, the sustained <laughs> notes. So they had to find a dog impersonator for the long-held notes. So the, the Beetle Barkers album is made up of a mix of a real dog and a dog impersonator. And just someone going, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and that, then they released the album uh, in 1983 on, okay. on the Demtel label. Oh, my God. Pervasive. The Steak Knives, people. Yes, that's it. That's it. So uh, this was the first uh, track. Did. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> so, so all the sustain notes is a guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it's it? It's amazing. You know, why listen to the Beatles when you, you can listen to a man barking yeah. like a dog over the top of it? <laughs> now, do you know what the Beatles think of this? No idea. No. Oh. And I, I wondered how they got the rights to the music. I think Michael Jackson bought the rights, didn't That's he? That's right, so yeah. I assume he made a sweet penny. So they sold... Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sold uh, 860,000 units in Australia. Holy shit! It was the most successful Beatles album by Farmyard Animals ever. <laughs> uh, so as the album progresses, there's, there's uh, 10 tracks... Uh, in this style, and so good. Uh, they added other animals as well. Have a listen. To oh, Do you think the RSPCA were aware of this? Wow, I love that they like... Imagine gonna... being the neighbours next to those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I love uh, that they were like, I've got a concept album idea. It's great. <laughs> and by the second track, they're like, the concept's a bit thin. We, need, <laughs> we can't just have dogs. No. We have to start... Chickens? Other animals. <laughs> yes. Cats. That's amazing. What else? <laughs> All right. Uh, so just before we wind this up, I thought we'd play, play a quick game of Guess the Tune, the last track I've got here. Okay. Um, I want you to tell me what this is. All so right? it's a Beatles song? Yeah, it's a Beatles song. Okay. See how quickly you can get it. <laughs> Any idea? Nah. Paperback Rider. <laughs> it is, <laughs> is Paperback Rider. Well done, wow. Jason. You win a tortured dog. <laughs> I don't want it. It looks unhappy. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's Beatles Barkers. I remember uh, we had uh, neighbours over the back of yeah. our place when I was a kid and they used to uh, look after us sometimes before my mum came home from work. Yeah, they, yeah. they owned three records that they put on relentlessly and it was Patsy Bisco's Greatest Hits. So good. Um the You Can't Stop the Music soundtrack <laughs> from the village people and Beetle Barkers. It was, really? Yeah. yeah it was, and did you love it? Like, I, I, I didn't care for any of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want to hear what happened to those gentlemen uh, after yeah, Beetle Barkers? Yeah, straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pearson mm. released Australia Laughs, uh, the record with comedians George Smilovich, yeah. Rodney Roode, and Vince Sorrenti. Gary Who, I think. Gary Who, yeah, yeah. yeah so right. he got into the comedy recording industry. Yeah. In the 90s, yes. these guys uh, got back into it and oh they were God, produced, okay. uh, they wrote and produced two top 10 hits for Melissa Tkouts. Oh, right, okay. East Street fame. East Street fame. Is that how you pronounce her name? No one ever No one ever figured it out. That's why we don't book her anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, so she had a couple of hits written and produced by them. Read my lips, and sexy is the word. So they yep. thought they'd stick with comedy then. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scotty, I would like to introduce to you yes. probably one of the worst designed 1970s toys. It is Milky, <laughs> the marvelous milking cow. Yes, uh, it was a uh, a thing that uh, General Mills, who makes cereal, yeah. um, they they had some kind of Milky the marvelous milking cow uh, cereal, and they <laughs> wanted some kind of toy line, so they went to. Kenner, who famously made the Star Wars toys, yes. and they were like, "You guys are great. Yeah. We want a this toy." This was before. This was pre-Star Wars. Hang on, nineteen seventy-seven. No, yeah. so oh, Star Wars seventy-six. Wasn't same it? era, yeah. Yeah, uh, Star Wars came out seventy-seven, I reckon. So okay, so they, they were. So they were set, there was a factory somewhere yeah. simultaneously making Luke Skywalker's and Milky the cow. Yes, <laughs> yes. So here is the ad. Here's Milky, the marvelous milking cow. It's fun to milk her, gonna do it right now. She drinks the water when we pump her tail. She's raising her head, it's milking time now. Her pretend milk is a feeling the pail. She drinks water, I guess pretend milk. Milky, the marvelous milking cow. Milky, the marvelous milking cow with pretend milk tablets. She's new from Kenner. They should bring that back. That, so, that'd be a hit in Trump's America. So, so that was actually the best way to describe it. So yeah. it's a plastic cow. It's quite big. Right. Um, and it, you can put water in, in front of it. You push yeah. its head down. You pump its tail. And it drinks the water. When it's got enough water, yeah. the head pops up. And yeah. it's got a bell on it. So it yeah. goes ding and, and I notice it's got teats. Yes. Yeah. And then you have to milk these teats. Which, yes. you know, even on a large plastic cow are oh, quite well, small. Uh, a boy's... Got to learn. Yeah, so you milk them, and, and uh, inside the teats, uh, you put like a milk tablet. Yes, that turns the water milky, yeah. and it goes. It becomes like you squeeze out milk, essentially. Yeah, that's dis- that's a disturbing toy. It's not great. I had a look on uh, on eBay. They're still available. People finding oh, what are garages. we paying for a milky? So for one, uh, about thirty bucks US for like one that's one that's not not in great condition anymore. I uh, hope those teats have been cleaned because well, the teats are the first to go. Like when you read a lot of like people, I've I've still got this in my garage, but the, I can't find the teats. The teats are the first to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Story <laughs> of my. It's my name of my autobiography, um, but there is a, a one in great Nick that yeah. is three hundred dollars for this uh, milky cow. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. You, you can't see it because you didn't watch the video like we just did yeah. when we played that audio clip. But uh, they're very, very strong in warning children not to drink the milk. <laughs> so on the on the packet it said the milk pills are non toxic. However, and then this is in all caps: do not drink the pretend milk you get from Milky. <laughs> And then in the bottom of the bucket, it says, do not drink contents. So where you squeeze the book in. However, it's written on the bottom of the bucket. So the only way you'll find that is if, like it's if someone wrote a message like you've been poisoned on yeah. the inside of a shot glass. It's yeah, after you've yeah. done a shot, you yeah. read it. Do you think that Milky ever killed any child? Have you have you researched this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I there are no documented cases, but... No? Kids would get milky. He'd, he'd come with a few extra tablets. Yes. Um, but at some point, they'd run out. Yeah. And they, you could send, like, you know, uh, send away and get some more tablets. Yes. But you couldn't just go and buy. So kids were putting other were stuff. Were there dealers on the street corners? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kid, what, what have you got? Have you milk? got any milky tablets? So what kids had to do was they had to find something else to put in the teats to make milky Yes. So uh, this is from Ryan. Uh, from Retro... What's it called? Retro uh, Retroland Reviews. Yes. Um, 
He says, I got this for Christmas in 1978, and to this day, I have no idea why I asked for it. But I'm reasonably sure it was that amazingly awesome commercial where they sing and the cow moves. What I remember most is running out of white pretend milk and substituting aspirin. Aspirin? <laughs> yes, or anything oh. that would crush up and make white powder. Yes. <laughs> yeah, could, you, could you make butter with it? I mean, I guess if you shook it. No, because <laughs> it's not real milk. It was just cloudy water, essentially. Uh, this I, one... I mean, that would be the most disappointing thing about being given a milky cow for Christmas. <laughs> you go to the effort of putting your tablets in the cow and squeezing yeah, the teat, and, and you get milk out of it, and then you can't drink it. It's, and also, it's just teaching kids how shitty this world is. There's powdered milk. <laughs> yes. Why don't you just put powdered milk in it, and then it would come out as actual milk? Well, yes. Indeed. I'm a marketing genius. <laughs> I think you should relaunch Milky. The- oh, don't you worry. I'm trying. Uh, here's the last review I read. It says, this is from Law, L-A-W. I have no idea. So it says, um, I was seven and all I wanted for Christmas was this cow. As soon as my parents took me to see Santa, I told them I really wanted this cow. It became an obsession. It was all I talked about. Well, long story short, Christmas came and I received a make-your-own-doll-and-jewelry set instead. I was so disappointed. Darted. My parents, who were very Jamaican, church-going, did not... <laughs> I don't know why that's important. Did not trust the milk the cow was giving, thought it was some liquid milky drug. But now that I'm an adult, I can very much understand why they did not trust the man, in all caps, and whatever the milky liquid was that they were bringing into their home and letting their kids play with with some mind control substance. It kind of falls off the rail a bit here. There's more to go. Uh, <laughs> It was a big thing, however. Now I look back as an adult, the marketing of this magic cow with a scary, catchy commercial. Every kid wanted and no breakdown of the liquid. That wouldn't fly with parents now. The company would have you list every ingredient. However, I still want one. At some point, it falls off the rails. (laughs) I think she's drinking the milk. Is that by uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? I think it might. (laughs) Ah, Pachinski. Right. Pachinski was a one-episode series. Uh, <laughs> you mean a pilot? That a didn't, pilot didn't get picked up. Well, it, it went to air mm. and then was promptly removed from the air. Yeah. So American TV likes to do a thing called Pilot Week, right? Where they commission a whole bunch of pilots, and instead of like no one seeing them, and then they, you know, they just put them all on air, and yeah. then people can decide. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we had that in Australia this year for the I think first time ever. Yeah, Channel Ten did a bit, um, and so the ones that fall by the wayside do it for a reason, don't they? Uh, absolutely, and this uh, well and truly deserved to fall by <laughs> by the wayside. <laughs> but it's um, it's 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 got uh, it's an interesting little piece. It's mm. it's about a lazy, sexist sort of Chicago police detective played by Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle, who you might know from Everybody Loves Raymond, the dad oh, from yes. Everybody Loves Raymond, and he was in uh, Young Frankenstein, okay. the, uh, the Mel Brooks film. Just a grumpy, he's a, just a curmudgeon, his whole he, life it turns out. He, he is a, a curmudgeon, and well, there was an ad before it went to air, and okay. we'll let that tell the story, have a listen to this. Peter Boyle is a tough, ill-mannered cop who is run down in the line of duty. But that's not the end of his story. No, no. He's reincarnated. Ha! Surprise! As a streetwise bulldog in Puchinski. What are you going to do now? Well, first I'm going to try licking myself, and then I'm going to catch my killer. <laughs> so you get it? Yeah. You, you understand what's going I on do. here? The first line that that voiceover guy said, yeah. he was very, he was very like, 
it's three wacky families. But he was saying, like, he was gunned down in the line of duty. Well, it's quite dark for a comedy. The yeah. first couple of minutes, he gets run down. I think he pulls a gun on a child. <laughs> he, he chases because they're abusing this dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he chases then... someone that's stolen a handbag and gets run down by a car. So yeah. that's the first two minutes of this hilarious, wacky new comedy starring Peter Boyle. Yeah. And then we cut straight to his funeral. <laughs> yes, which not many that not not that many people attended. Uh, no, no. Mm. Um, so let's. The talking dog teams up with his astonished former partner to put the bite on crime. Uh, and do you recognise that noise without seeing the vision? Yeah, that's definitely eating a lettuce leaf. Uh, no, a that's uh, lettuce. that's a dog biting into testicles. Oh, I think okay. you're fine. See, mm. I'm sure you recognise. Yeah, that, that very noise. crispy. Crispy testicles yeah. is quite a problem in the US. Crispicles. It's touching. Look at me. I've become a dog. It's all sinking in now. It's poignant. But it's life. It's precious life. It's unforgettable. You're a dog. I'm a cop. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the trailer. So mm. are, are you are you in? I mean, I, I want to know more. You want to know more? Yeah. So it certainly teased me. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the special effects? Oh, well, yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. So. In an in an era of kind of Alf and uh, maybe a precursor to Sabrina the Howard Teenage the Witch, yeah, yeah, like so the dog is a dog in the wide shots, just yeah. like a normal kind of yeah. pit bull. No, what is it? Uh, bulldog. bulldog. Yeah, bulldog, yeah. Uh, when it's being thrown onto robbers and stuff, yeah. <laughs> appearing to jump from tall buildings, yeah, uh, it's an actual dog. And then when they do close ups, it actually talks. It's got it's a puppet. Yeah, well, it's before the the, the days of uh, digital animation. Yeah, or, yeah. There was early, you know. Early yeah, a bit, bit of a sidebar. Yeah, Alf was like a midge. I don't know if uh, you can say that anymore. A small person. I'm deeply offended. Or a child in a costume, and then no. they would also go when in the close ups. It was like an animatronic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think they've done the same kind of technology here. <laughs> but Technology. It looks. It's a puppet, <laughs> I think, but it, it looks a bit. It's. It looks like a Teddy Ruxpin that's been in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, some sort of demented dog that looks yes. like it's. Uh, uh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, and it doesn't look much like the dog it's supposed to look like. So, yeah. I feel like maybe even in the pilot stage they lost the dog <laughs> and they had to replace it. Possibly. But, but they already made like the Wizard puppet. of Oz. Didn't they have four uh, Totos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, uh, one interesting thing about mm. the show, the music that you hear in the background is by Andy Summers, Who's that? who was the guitarist from The Police. Right. Yeah. He only, so he's, he does the guitar bits especially, because throughout the whole thing, there's just bad to the bone playing. Bad to the bone. Well, that's, I, I don't know whether he worked very hard on the yeah, soundtrack. But they use it at every like comedic cue, <laughs> or every right. time there's like dog attitude. Yeah, yeah. Or the dog's doing something particularly dog. They they just start playing bad to the bone again. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but can you imagine being Andy Summers? You've been in the world's biggest band, playing to stadiums around the world, mm. and then Sting decides to go solo. And the phone rings one day. You're just waiting for the phone to ring. Sting? Is it st- <laughs> no, no, it's uh, NBC. Uh, we'd like you to uh, play some George Thorogood in the background of a TV show about a crime-fighting dog. I'm in. <laughs> He's in the police. I was in the police. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right, so so let's go through 
the episode. Yeah, give us the highlights. As quickly as we can. So I think it's set up early that Stanley Puchinski, that's Peter Boyle's character. And that's his name when he's a human. He didn't change it. No. Okay. No. Which is very handy. No, he didn't change it. His name is Puchinski. Already. Common US name. Um, The the Puchinskis came across on on the Mayflower back in the 1500s. Yeah. Okay. Um, So he loves donuts and ladies. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for a, a guy who's already balding, maybe in his forties, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's getting a lot. He's got a lot of photos of last night's girl already. <laughs> he, he does. He's a wallet. hit. He's a hit with the ladies. Uh, his partner is a gentleman by the name Detective McKay, played by George Newburn, who you might know from Father of the Bride and more oh, recently yeah. uh, Scandal. And uh, he doesn't care for Puchinski's <laughs> unconventional approach. Yep. Um, uh, next up, Puchinski threatens to shoot some kids, and so yes. McKay com- for beating up a dog. Well, yes, a shootable offence, especially absolutely. In America. Why? Why not? But he uh, does just wiggle a gun at some kids, <laughs> <laughs> which it would not be allowed uh, in today's uh, day okay. and age. Yeah. So McKay goes to complain to the sergeant. Detective, who caught the Northfield strangler? Who caught the post office bomber? Pachinski. Don't confuse hygiene with character. There's a lot you can learn from a man like Stanley Pachinski. And I suggest you start your education immediately. So it's set up that Pachinski is a man to respect. Yeah, he doesn't play by the rules. He doesn't play by... He gets by, the job done. He, he does. <laughs> uh, and and uh, McKay's got to learn that. Yeah. So shortly after that, um, there's a bag snatch and Pachinski chases the thief uh, and quite shockingly gets run down by a car. Yeah, because he's saving the dog. So, so yes. he, he befriends the dog in the alley that the kids were trying to kill. Oh, that's important. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. he's got this dog in the back of the car. The dog escapes yeah. and he's going to get run over by the guy. Yeah. So then Puchinski grabs the dog. Yeah, he grabs the dog. Puchinski at this point in time. Yeah, and, uh, and then confusingly, and I don't quite understand why this is, but the, the, the Puchinski, as he's dying, his spirit... Yeah, he Somehow. looks in the dog's eyes, and there's a Freaky Friday kind of moment. Yeah, and and, uh, and then he dies and kicks the dog's soul out of the dog. That's right. So yeah, this is this was the his death spirit music. going through the dog into the. This is pure Andy Summers. Yes, pure <laughs> Andy Summers. Sounds like a bit like Enya. Yeah, it's a bit Fields of Gold with. <laughs> yes. So, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's a big moment. Yeah. Uh, and Not done with any special effects. It's literally just cutting back and forth between close shots of the dog's eye and then Puchinski's eye. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then Puchinski falls out of shot. So he's dead. <laughs> that's. And all of a sudden, uh, we have a crime fighting uh, dog. Yeah, who just who turns up at his own funeral <laughs> and talks to his partner. And then uh, we find out that uh, he's still a ladies' man. He might be a dog, but uh, he, he still loves the ladies. Well, the reason I'm here, I'd like to be put back on the Pachinski homicide. Save it, son. You had a shock. The best thing for you to do is to go home. Take a few days off. Collect your thoughts. No, 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 sir. The best thing I can do is to catch my partner's killer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's pushing... Uh, oh, that's the girl uh, in the yeah. office. Oh, no, he no. also talks about about humping a lady dog. Yeah, 
which is great if you were a dog your whole life. But he's literally only been a dog for a week. So, I mean, he's he's very much still a man. Yeah. But he's he's super comfortable with, with humping a, a lady dog. <laughs> That's the thing. When you're watching this, you you really can't think too deeply. No. The, uh, yeah. Uh, about the it. continuity of, of what he is is yeah. just all over the shop. Sometimes he's stealing slippers and yeah. tearing up bedrooms, and sometimes he's a man. Yeah. I mean, and. While he was a man, would he have done that to the lady <laughs> yeah. in the office? Is that, is that just what he was known for? Oh, was maybe that okay he would have. In he was legendary pants man. <laughs> pants man uh, Puchinski. So, uh, and then Puchinski decides to find his killer and eat McKay's shoes. <laughs> Loafers, my favorite. <laughs> hey, hey, drop it. There okay, is. Oh, that's Pachinski. That was him being doing dog things as a human as as Andy Summers kicks in with George Thorogood. <laughs> that clip perfectly <laughs> explains all of Pachinski. <laughs> that's that's all you need to know. Mm. Um, and, and it's all on YouTube if you do want to dig in. Uh, the uploader's name is a, a gentleman by the name Will Creera. And you know when you write a little description on YouTube, yes. he, he's written as his description... Uh, I don't know what compelled me to upload this. <laughs> this this isn't what I usually do or enjoy. <laughs> Sorry. So I've just also looked at uh, IMDb trivia. In the world of the TV show Stargate SG-1, Puchinski lasted at least 100 episodes as discussed by Jack and Mary in the episode Warmhole Extreme. <laughs> I, w- I would have liked to have seen where they took the Puchinski character. I think there was uh, a lot further to go. Name one place. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of something as I was speaking, and I couldn't think of I couldn't think of anywhere they could take Pachinski. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Well, that's the end of episode one of uh, Retro Ordinaire. Mm. It's been lovely. Thank you for having me at your place, Jason. Yeah, cheers. Thank you for having me in your ears, listener. And please, if you've enjoyed this, uh, please uh, tell others. We would like you to join us again. Yeah, and it'll get better. I promise. <laughs> now, we haven't, we haven't talked about this, but uh, we should probably get some kind of social media thing happening. Yeah, we'll get that sorted. And the idea would be because we've like, you know, we're finding these things on the internet yeah. that we can share them there. So if you're like, Oh, I got to find more about Pachinski. Yeah. Then you'll be able to go to our. Yeah. Or we'll set up a Twitter feed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do yeah. all that crap. Uh, yeah. And we'll post all the links to all the things we talk about. So yeah. if you. And we might meander and also be talking about Mr. T's, you know, animated cartoon. So we might have to put that up there too. So yeah. if you like this kind of stuff, all that stuff will be there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. This has been fun. Are we going to do this again, Jace? Yes, Scott. We will do this again. <laughs>